Thank you for listening to this new episode of the podcast, By the Still Water. We hope that these messages will be an encouragement in your search for the God of heaven. Thank you for listening. Some people judge success by fame or how well they are known. Some people judge success by how rich they have become. But some people judge success by the journey they have taken and what they have learned along the way. The journey of a woman named Marie captures that ideal. Born in Poland, she moved to France along with her sister. While there, she met a man and fell in love. Tragically, her husband was killed in the streets of Paris when he slipped and fell under the wheels of a horse-drawn carriage. Marie was left to raise their two daughters alone, Eve and Irene. Marie would work tirelessly until her death in 1936 of cancer. But that story does not sum up who Marie was, and to focus on the tragedies that marked her life would be to miss the most remarkable moments, such as becoming part of the first husband and wife team to win a Nobel Prize. After her husband's death, Marie would win a second Nobel Prize, one of the few ever to win two, and the first person in history to win two Nobel Prizes in different fields. She would give away most of her money to help fund research and use her fame to raise much more. She would be invited to visit kings, prime ministers, and presidents. Yet, her clothes, her attitude, and words were always marked with a humility that impressed even one of the great minds of all time, Albert Einstein, who said she was one person not corrupted by fame. And speaking of fame, Marie would have hospitals, universities, and monuments named after her. Today, most people don't recognize the name Marie, but know her as Madame, as in Madame Curie. As we have discussed the history of the Bible story, we have talked about some remarkable people. We discussed Daniel and his devotion to God, even in a foreign palace, and the love displayed by Ruth towards her mother-in-law, Naomi. We discussed Paul's devotion to the story of Jesus and Luke's role in telling that story. But long before any of those remarkable individuals, there was Joseph, his story, or some version of his story, is quite well known. Many people focus on the, quote, Prince of Egypt side of the tale, but there is more to the story than simply a rise to power of a former slave. Joseph was the great-grandson of Abraham, and the story of Joseph is told as a part of the larger epic of God's promise to Abraham. That promise included that Abraham's family would be the agent to bring the world the Savior, Jesus. But the time that Joseph was alive was 2,000 years before Jesus, yet that promise was still in effect. The story of Joseph includes betrayal, lies, deception, and broken promises, all the things that make family life challenging even today. Jealousy led to his father being told that he had been killed by wild animals when, in reality, he had been sold off by his brothers as a slave. Joseph ended up far from home, in Egypt, the most powerful nation in the world at the time. He had risen to be the manager of his master's household, 
He was smart and capable, but even with all that talent, he still ran afoul of false accusations and jealousies. He was falsely accused of assaulting Potiphar's wife and thrown into prison for years. Later, he interpreted dreams for two of his fellow prisoners, yet he again was forgotten and left in prison. He was betrayed by his brothers, by his master's wife, and later by someone he helped. Life for Joseph was very unfair and marked by many setbacks. Madame Curie faced a number of challenges, including the tragic death of her husband. Because she was a woman, many in the academic world dismissed her work. Her scientific discoveries had to be proven beyond any shadow of a doubt for them to be accepted. But that work proved of immense importance as she identified two radioactive elements. First, with her husband Pierre, they discovered an element that they named after their homeland of Poland. It is called polonium. The second, Madame Curie purified with great difficulty, and she named radium. These discoveries are fundamental to modern chemistry and physics. It was the discovery of radium that earned her the second Nobel Prize. She did not dwell on her loss, but moved forward in her pursuit of truth. It would be easy for Joseph to have turned his back on all that he knew before. He was in a foreign land. He was imprisoned. Nothing was pushing him in a positive direction, yet he maintained his connection to the God of heaven, the God of the promise to his father and his father's father. Even though it would seem like he had been forgotten in prison, he never gave up and he never gave in. He ultimately came to the attention of the most powerful political leader at the time, the Egyptian pharaoh himself. He went from the prison to the second most powerful leader in the land in one big leap. But the task given to him by the king of Egypt would be monumental. He had to prepare the country for a famine that would last for seven years and impact food production far beyond the land of the Egyptians. If Joseph failed, many people would starve. He responded with wisdom and integrity to store the grain during the productive years and to sell it to provide food to the people. The contrast of Joseph's life is quite remarkable. While he was someone that experienced cruelty and injustice, his wisdom and compassion provided food for many. And while he accomplished a great deal, it was his willingness to forgive that is almost breathtaking. We mentioned that it was Joseph's brother that sold him into Egypt as a slave. As the famine became severe, his brothers traveled to Egypt to buy food. When they arrived, Joseph recognized them, but they did not recognize him. You can imagine what the second most powerful political leader in Egypt might have looked like, dressed in official robes and maybe even the makeup that we see in the hieroglyphics. He questioned them and found out that his father was still alive and that his younger brother was with him. Many have wondered why he did not reveal himself to them right away. It might have been that he thought they would be more truthful if they did not know who he was. Many have speculated that he had worried about his younger brother, Benjamin, and how his siblings had been treating him. Whatever the motivation, Joseph demanded that if they returned for more food, they would have to bring Benjamin with them. 
When they did bring Benjamin, Joseph could not contain his tears. In one of the most beautiful passages in Genesis, it says, And he said to his brothers, I am your brother Joseph. Is my father still alive? But the brothers did not answer him because they were confused and afraid. So Joseph said to his brothers again, Come here to me. I beg you, come here. When the brothers went to him, he said to them, I am your brother Joseph. I am the one you sold as a slave to Egypt. Now, don't be worried. Don't be angry with yourselves for what you did. It was God's plan for me to come here. I am here to save people's lives. And that was exactly what Joseph did. He asked Pharaoh for a place to allow his family to settle. Pharaoh sent wagons to bring the whole clan, 70 people in all, to Egypt. Jacob, his father, and his son Joseph were ultimately reunited. So Joseph went from a favored son to a slave, then to a prisoner, and then to something like the grand vizier of the most powerful nation in the world. What did he do with his power? He saved lives. He secured a place for his family, the same family that had betrayed him and lied to his father about him being dead. He saved the lives of the people of Egypt from starving. He did not strike out at his brothers, something that they were worried about. He reassured them that they were safe and that they were forgiven. A remarkable life in every way. Madame Curie did remarkable work, but it was work that exposed her to large doses of radiation that probably gave her the cancer that took her life. Joseph was exposed to cruelty, corruption, injustice, and neglect, yet did not let that kill his spirit and compassion. Madame Curie won two Nobel Prizes. Joseph saved millions without any monuments or prizes to his accomplishments. He followed the faith and devotion of his father and grandfather. He credited God with allowing him to help so many people. Let's tell the story of Joseph and his willingness to forgive and see what the prince of Egypt was really like. He was a man of God. Thank you for listening to this episode of By the Still Water. It is our desire that these messages reflect the true Word of God. If you would like to reach us, you can reach us by email at bythestillwater2024 at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at By the Still Water Podcast. Please consider subscribing. This will alert you to new episodes when they are made available. Again, thank you for listening.